Welcome to the Healthy Dog Pod. It's Sophie and Ian as always. Hello. And today we have some special guests in. We have Kylie and Denise from the Doggy Bakery Sydney. Hey Good guys. morning. Good morning. <laughs> so do you want to tell us a little bit about the Doggy Bakery Sydney and how it got started? Sure. Well, I'm Denise. Hello, everyone. Um, so I have a seven-year-old Moodle called Cooper. And I think for me, uh, we started the Doggy Bakery because uh, – when I first got him, he, I guess I wanted something healthy. So I would source, um, I would drive all the way to Surrey Hills to get these treats that were, you know, Australian quality. And um, I guess that weren't filled with preservatives. So, um, and then Kylie got her two Huskies and I don't know, one, I think it was your idea, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just went... <laughs> When I got my boy first, he was a puppy and I thought, well, you know, you spend so much money buying a puppy. Not that we recommend buying puppies anymore. Please, no. Please adopt. Um, rescue. Rescue, yeah, absolutely. Um, but we thought, well, you know, you definitely you want to give them the best quality food and, and treats. And I thought, well, why don't we make them? So, because Denise and I are quite handy in the kitchen. So we thought, let's, um, let's just make them ourselves. And we thought, oh, we could actually sell them. So that's how we got started and spread the good word yeah absolutely (laughs) that's fantastic so as you say that's uh a lot of your well all of your products they're preservative free they're really healthy ingredients and you know i think you said this to me a minute ago about how you know they're not just treats they're snacks for dogs yeah absolutely so we we want to take away that negative connotation of treats because as humans treats are often you know the high fatty foods like donuts or eclairs or but you know when we think of treating our dogs it's they're more of snacks and um they can be healthy and and our treats don't have sugar they don't have salt they don't have preservatives so they're nothing like our human treats that's brilliant i think as well like there is that kind of association where um people don't want to they're almost withhold something good for the dog out of like oh you're being stubborn and naughty so like you're not getting your treat today like this is just a you guys are creating like something healthy to give your dog it's not about it can be used for good behavior of course but um it's also just something good to have in the pantry as like here's something to tie your dog over say a guest comes over you need to keep them busy just yeah something really a good healthy option yeah, absolutely. And we, some of our biscuits, like they, we've got a carob chip cookie that looks like a chocolate Chop. chip cookie. So yeah, if you want to have a cup of tea and a bickie in the afternoon, you can kind of just spoil your dog and let them have, have a little one as well. And yeah. And how many products have you got on the range now? We've got about 18 um, or thereabouts. So we've got about five or six meat um, and dried meat and fish. Um, and the rest are our um, handmade fresh bickies. So how do you go with cooking in the kitchen? So tell us about your little God. setup. <laughs> both end, their faces just went, oh. Yeah, at the end of very long working days, mm. we So go you both home. have two jobs as well. Like, we jobs work full well. time. Yep. Denise is a primary school teacher and I'm a physio. So And you do this on the side? Yeah, yep. we do. Wow. Busy yep. ladies. Yeah, <laughs> and because, because we love our dogs and, and yep. we, love, um, we love the feedback that we've received about how healthy made treats, um, homemade treats can really change a dog's, um, you know, skin, tummy, you know, and, and that makes it all worth And overall well-being too. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So talk to us. We want to know more about this kitchen. Whose kitchen is it? Whose kitchen is it? Well, we've got to. Because well, a mess, mine's cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> we live, um, obviously, Denise, like I'm married, I live away. And um, so Denise and I have two separate kitchens. Yep. Um, I am a bit of the, the messier one. Denise mm-hmm. is more of the OCD one. But we still love her the same. Um, and But she's also got a bigger kitchen. So, yeah. you know, she's kind of, yeah, blessed with the space. So we have um, – so I've got two ovens. I've got the one um, at home as well as a, a, a standalone one. Denise has a brand spanking new one. Um, and also we have two dehydrators each as well. So um, we cut and slice our, our um, meats and dry them at home so they're not imported, they don't have junk in them. And it's human-grade meat and seafood, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, you could just buy these at, um, like, the fresh ones and eat them at home. No, I, sm- oh, yeah. I can almost smell it. It's- <laughs> I know, I'm actually kind of hungry. <laughs> well, you know, some of, I've, I've delivered some of the dried chicken and um, one of our customers' daughters, so she would be, like, um, maybe early teens she just opened them and started eating them she loves the chicken jerky like <laughs> well, I, yeah. I kind of want to try it yeah. you can you can yeah. i love it when it's that good it's like you literally could just eat it out of the bag what uh what have we got in front of us here so salmon and dill bickies so who comes up with the recipes mm, it's a joint effort it is yeah yeah usually it's um so we, we've tried to cover, with all of our biscuits, we've tried to have um, different proteins, different veggies in each to kind of, um, yeah, offer a, a large selection. Um, yeah, so usually if one of us has an idea about, oh, I want to make something with this, okay, what else can we add to it and let's try this. And, yeah, it's um, – so we both come up with ideas and, and work through it together. Is it like uh, tailored towards a human palate? What we yes, yeah. <laughs> salmon and dill. <laughs> that was my one. Yeah, salmon and dill. Dog's yeah. like, mm, I don't know about dill. <laughs> <laughs> and but the we, huskies are just chowing in. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, we we try and yeah, we we try and match them. Like obviously, these need to be um, really. A, um, get the attention of the human because the humans are the ones that buy it. So um, so it's kind of partly to please the human um, but also put things in there that are quite healthy. So, you know, um, like our dental bickies, we've got parsley, spinach, um, apple, decaf green tea, like things that are, um, you know, good for oral health. So we, we try and have some healthy benefits to the ingredients we put in there. They're just not... Um, they're not always just, oh, okay, that would go well with that. We try and think about how it, you know, even though it's in small amounts, how it could benefit the dog. I think as well, like a lot of people that are going to give their dogs treats, at the end of the day, if you if you've, they are going to, one way or another, they're going to go and purchase something. So it's not just having those really cool benefits of like, yeah, it's got the oral health ones and that. It's the preservative-free stuff is so big. Like I know that I wouldn't, now that I work in it and I see it all the time, I just wouldn't put that shit in my dog. Mm. I just don't want my dog yeah. full of crap. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what we try and encourage a lot of our um, customers is to read the labels. Whatever you're buying, read the label. Yeah. It's so it, important. It is an unregulated industry. Yeah. Like there isn't um, – there's no laws on what you can and mm. can't put in. There's recommendations. Yeah. But pretty much like, you know – you got you can put whatever you want in and with the stuff that you've got you know you said this to me as well uh before the show it's like 
this quality that's it's there to be eaten like it's not about shelf life it's about how good it is for your dog when it actually goes inside them like sure it doesn't it's not gonna sit there on the shelf for three months but food's not meant to no it's food (laughs) (laughs) if it doesn't go off then it's not food yeah that's right that's a really good point that's yeah if it doesn't go off it's not food it's like that Macca's, have you ever seen they keep the Macca's oh, burger yeah. and chips and they've had it for like eight years or something yeah. and it hasn't deteriorated yeah. at all? Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like, just to Ian's show like, I'm not going to have Macca's yet. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, there's so much junk in. I mean, even we need to be more aware of what we're consuming, but particularly because we get to choose what we eat, whereas because mm. our dogs don't get to choose what they eat, we're responsible for them. So you, you want to be a good you know, pet parent and give them the best and make sure that, um, yeah, they're not getting that, that junk. Yeah. I think that's hard. Um, reading the labels. I think that's the hardest thing. Cause you look at the back and it'll say like meat and meat products and then it'll be like turkey, fish, chicken, yeah. uh, like, and you're like, hang on a sec. How well, is that, that all in there? Yeah. yeah. It's like, to me, they've mushed all the leftovers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just put that in there. That's yep. scary. What yeah. the fuck is meat product? Like, it's either one or the other. It's meat or it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they often say byproducts, so you don't know. Maybe um, like an eyeball or yeah. a oh. toenail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, well, a lot be. of, do- um, I've read some dog food, they do, um, like, they can put, um, like, hooves in there. They put um, chicken nails and, and, like, that's cartilage. That has no nutritional value. No. Whereas, you know, the food that, obviously, again, we're just treats. We're not, you know, um, Snacks. Yeah, we're just saying. But, you know, this is just chicken breast. We go to the butcher. We could easily just make a schnitzel out of it, but we, we slice it and we, you know, we put in the dehydrator for the dogs. It's, um, yeah, just no no rubbish in there. It's just chicken breast. It's high quality meat. Because, I mean, and even just looking at it, it just it actually looks like chicken breast because you get some of that stuff from, you know, imported from China and it's glowing in the dark and yeah. you just left on. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Like what? What's that? What's that called? That process that they preserve it with? Yeah. So some some of the um, snacks that we've um, (laughs) we've read the um, ingredients. It's it's not only about reading the ingredients. You need to look where your um, snacks are coming from. So which country of origin and what are the processes? So that process is irradiation. Um, so it's just making it fit for travel from that other country. Um, so again, we don't know how long it's been in transit. We don't know how dangerous that process is. Um, it, it's actually, I think I've read that that, de- that irradiation is actually quite um, harmful to dogs anyway. But it, it's just... It doesn't sound healthy. No. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be irradiated. It's like being x-rayed multiple times. It's We're irradiated. It's not good. So it's, yeah, it's really about knowing what you're giving your dogs and trying to make healthier choices and there are other snacks as well like uh, is that similar to what they do to raw hides and things like that or is that oh. completely separate or if i just said it well it's not i mean i used to give cooper raw hide like kylie mentioned before um on the lollipops so it was piece of raw hide with some chicken breast wrapped around it and i thought oh how cute you know chicken lollipop loves it Yep, and then stumbled across the video and thought, holy crap. And that's exactly what it is. Absolute crap. Rubbish. Rubbish. Yeah. 
Yeah, Not just... literally, correct. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You'll have to send us that video. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it like got heaps of glue in it as well? It's bleached. Glue. It's yet yeah, bleached. bleached. Um, just the tanning processes, the colorings involved, mm. and you know, it's. I mean, when you think of a like what hide is, you think okay, it's people use it to you know as a carpet. That you, but then they're processing it to make it into something to give to your eat. dog to eat. It's pretty gross. Scary. And you keep yeah. seeing it everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to what Ian said, it's not regulated. And yeah. this is, and, you know, and lots of pet shops sell it um, and yeah. because it, it's not, it's not regulated. So it's up to us to know what is good for our dogs and what is not good for our dogs and to stay well clear of those unhealthy options. And I mean, just give your dog a bone. Like yeah. if you want something that's long lasting, going to keep your pup busy, Give him a fresh bone. Yeah. Simple. There's heaps of natural options yeah. for, for, like, we, we recommend, depending on the dog and, like, the size of the dog and, you know, all factors in terms of how mental it's going to go when that thing's in front of it. But there's, like, cow, there's actually, like, cow hooves, bones, rawhide, not rawhide, fuck, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do not give your dog raw. Raw hard. Do I not give it. Antlers and goat horns. But <laughs> do not give your dog shit. <laughs> I'm having one of those days. Yeah. Um, oh one well. day. Too much coffee. No more coffee for you. <laughs> no, there are so many healthy options, natural options, um, that you know haven't been treated in the same way. And mm. they're not going to do the same harm you know obviously that if, if you've got to tailor that to every single individual dog's needs you know if your dog's allergic to bones we're not saying or like sensitive to bones we're not saying give your dog a bone mm. it's just use some common sense yeah. but like yeah there's so much better so many better options out there than uh natural uh, unnaturally processed foods um that your dog's going to ingest and just turn it to mush on the inside yeah, and, and we want to really <laughs> encourage. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, going back to what we said before, we really want to encourage people to read the labels. Um, you know, we've recently um, released a video blog of how to make a dog cake. So, um, you know, so there's ways to treat your dog in a really healthy way. Um, and soon we'll be um, introducing uh, like dog recipes that you can do, like really easy that you can do at home. And it's better that you make the treats um the snacks. snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, um, so ingrained make, in us. Isn't it? Um, you know, make your dog snacks at home. You know, it, that's we'd rather people make them and give them healthy options than than buy the rubbish at the store. You know, yeah, that's just. So tell us what goes into a doggy cake. I'm quite intrigued with that. So yeah. essentially, it's um, so other than sugar and butter, um, you still have the essential ingredients: flour. Um, there's egg, there's milk. Um, so the one that we did was a banana and honey cake and it only had like four ingredients. We topped it with some cream cheese and then, um, some of our no added sugar carob, um, and some natural sprinkles. So really easy. It really doesn't take long to do. And it's, um, it's just a really nice, healthy treat for your pup. Where can they get your stuff from? That's what I want to know. Where can they actually purchase? So is it online or is there a store? Or uh, So we are online and we also do markets um, once a month, sometimes yep. twice a month. Which market? Oh, gosh. We um, do move around a little bit. So we just had one on Friday that was at um, like 
Miranda Westfield, but we probably won't be there till next year. This this um, October's super busy. We've got sure. So you can um, if you follow us um, on our Instagram, you can see where we'll be um, next, um, as well as um, if you um, if you subscribe to our email list. You get 10% off your first order. Um, <laughs> um, but also you get, um, we only send one email a month and it, it will tell you where our next markets are. Um, and also we give special discounts to our subscribers as well. So they they get um, VOP specials. Nice. You need to come to the Bondi markets and do one in the Bondi markets because I think everyone would love it. Yeah. Are you? Do you guys go there? Have you, yeah. Have you a, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, that would be cool. We what haven't had I? a stall there, but every Sunday... Yeah, um, yeah, it would it would go down really well. Yeah, like it's a big audience there, and they there's heaps of dogs, and yeah. even though they're not really technically allowed, there's heaps of people bringing yeah. their dogs. <laughs> <on>. and, um, <laughs> but no, you got it. It'd be a good audience. Like the obviously, well, what we have found working in that area is it's really health culture. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to. Uh, set you up with some we'll put you in contact with someone because uh it's a nice nice little community down there yeah definitely and it's huge focus on health yep. like oh, you awesome. can see the movement coming in this podcast and even us working out there as well we're trying to push everyone to go down the healthier option this i think that's i mean that's why we're doing the podcast is like education educating people to actually think about the health of the dog and that's where, like, you know, you guys put an emphasis on people reading the labels and everything like that. It, unfortunately, because it is unregulated, it really is back onto us as owners to go, know your shit, because we get pushed mm, stuff yeah. down our throats that mm. is aimed to make us either really excited to buy it or feel guilty to buy it. Um, whereas, you know, if, if you're coming from a genuine place of like, hey, this is healthy, um, there's no guilt. It's just... It's, some really honest information make yeah. up make up your own mind yeah. <laughs> i think you yeah. mentioned that always about toys as well oh yeah to- toys like um is really obvious for me when you think about it like they literally trying to sell you something that squeaks and makes your dog super like hyper when it sees it guilty yeah <laughs> oh, look, of course you are everybody is like it's the same with the way they market for us, mm. they try and make you either really excited or make you feel guilty. And we've got a bunch of dogs at home running around like they're on pingers all the time because they just left a load of stimulants. Yeah. It's like, and it's the same with food. You know, like yeah. you feed your dog shit, you're going to get shit behavior. Yeah. yeah. And it's not rocky science. Like. No. Yeah, but it's just education. Just yeah. people don't know. And if that's all you know, then you're just going to keep doing it until you know otherwise. Yeah. Same with humans. Like, um, you know, being in England, like uh, when I was a kid, you were just fed cereal for breakfast. And uh, I came to Australia and realized like, you know, you can eat healthy fats and proteins for every day. And when I went home to and chatting with my mum, like mum's like, what are you eating all that for breakfast for? I'm like, well, mum, it's healthy. And she went, well, I've been eating cereal all my life and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm like, mum, there has been a massive obesity problem since that's been introduced. Of course, like just because everybody's doing it like, doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. Like actually just wake up and just go, oh shit, yeah, cereal's bad, it's full of sugar and I'm yeah. putting it in my body every day. It's the same with dog food. Yeah. And it's how it's marketed, isn't it? Like you think, oh, there's some healthy cereals and, and yet 
again, we, we t- kind of take the word of whatever advertising we see and don't actually look at, okay, well, how many sugars are there? How many, you know, even if it's a healthy sugars or, you know, what are we actually ingesting? And, and I think going back to that obesity thing, like that's another thing, you know, we, we see often with um, like obviously not um, discussing humans, but um, with the dogs, like um, we, we do, I mean, we love going to markets. We get to, to lots of puppy cuddles, which we love. But um, yeah, just there's dogs that are overweight and, and you've, you know, we just want to stress how important it is. Like, what are you feeding your dog and, and what harm are you doing to it? Like being a physio, like my priority is joints. So I'm like, well, what are you doing to your dog's joints? Um, how much pain are they in? Just being aware about, um, you know, and going back to the podcast, uh, the um, Instagram yeah. um, video, just about, you know, you get to know your dog, get to know what the normal gait is, get to know, like, are they limping? Find out why they're limping. And, and there's natural remedies to try and help that, you know, before you have to, you know, um, potentially go to a like you should still go to a vet and get a diagnosis, but like I'm hesitant to use a whole heap of, you know, any um, inflammatories and things like yeah, that. Yeah, harsh medication can, you know, if you can just shed some weight off of your dog and save its joints, like that's so much better than medicating it in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And to anybody that says like, oh, you know, you're just actually giving your dog extra food by creating snacks. It's like, mm. no, you're the one that controls how much you put in. That's exactly right. Like you don't have to give them extra it's just a case of just be normal. Like you can use them for training for treats. Like as in like actually that's where we call them treats. It's like where we are using them as training treats. But also if you know, so for example, you've got a guest coming over that day and my dog's probably going to be a little bit mental, reserve a bit of food from its dinner yep. bowl that day and yep. feed it a snack that's going to last a while and just be just common sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. not that hard. <laughs> Sounds easy, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we all need a little bit more common sense. Um, but yeah, that's right. Like even with our treats, like we, we have a little um, information at the back to say that it t- should take up no more than 10% of your dog's daily intake. So, you know, if your dog has 300 grams of food, say, um, you know, you can give your dog, you know, 30 grams of treats. But, you know, if you're training and obviously, you know, there'll be a time when you need to um, give them a little bit more than obviously just take a little bit less out of their dinner or their brekkie like it's yeah again it's not rocket science it's just common sense because we use we use treats and in, in our uh, training methods all the time and when people got home reluctant to give them uh treats like a dog's gonna get fat honestly like what's a point where sometimes i'm just left not i'm speechless just looking at them like <laughs> feed them less but i think until you say that and then people go oh Oh yeah, I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you can. And I, They're I not am. Starve. <laughs> no, exactly. And I work a lot with dashhounds. I love dashhounds, but if they get extra weight and puts pressure on their joints, yeah, then there's so many issues. Yeah, I mean, the intervertebral disc disease is huge for yeah. for little um, the dashhounds. So yeah, it's so important to keep your dogs at a at a healthy weight, and and it's not that association between snacks and weight is does not necessarily have to be um you know a huge correlation to that and training them using food isn't cheating either there's also that whole stigma of i don't want to have to use food to train my dog like your dog is a self-serving animal it doesn't have theory of mind it's going to do what makes it happy Mm. you're motivating your dog you're not bribing it like you're not cheating like the guy that's like i don't want to have to use food i want it to respect me like your dog doesn't have that cognitive ability, moron. Like, yeah. just go and motivate your dog with something it likes. Yeah. It's like you've said before, 
if you go to work and your boss doesn't pay you? Well, you're probably not going to do the work, are you? That's right. Yeah. So just think of it as payment. You're paying your dog to yeah. do something to do yeah well because yeah. it's working and you need to reward it like yeah, it's, exactly. if it's doing what you're saying it, it, it is working so it deserves to be paid in some form whether that's um snacks or toys or whatever it is that it you know it finds motivating yeah the dog chooses its motivation it's yeah. like if you tried to pay me in balloons it's like <laughs> <laughs> i don't like that payment. <laughs> but like, i'm not gonna balloons. work <laughs> <laughs> It's a valid point. <laughs> Where'd you put balloons from? <laughs> but true. It's, yeah. No, I don't want balloons. No. I'd rather some cash. Yeah. yeah. We place value on cash. Exactly. Yeah. Some, some yeah. people don't so much, but still. Well, clowns maybe. They might like balloons. They might want to be paid in balloons. I mean, I'm sure he's probably got plenty. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the dog chooses his motivator. So, you know, and, and again, like it might be, it might be, food it might be a ball but at the end of the day dogs enjoy food and if your dog can't um isn't prepared to you know respond to food then there's probably something going on that's affecting its behavior um that's external to itself or or it might be in pain but like if if there is something wrong if your dog i mean if you know that your dog likes that snack and it's not taking it something's up Mm. and um yeah it's just using like you said earlier, like get to know your dog. Like you talk about get to know your dog physically. It's the same as its brain. Like get to know how it actually feels and use food as a gauge. Like, do you want this? No. Why? Well, you figure it out. Like there's something going on around it that means it can't take it. So, yeah, um, <laughs> a bit of a rant off, off on <laughs> dog training and behavior. But um, no, it's uh, – I think what you're doing is absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, the, the snacks that you've created – um, there really are great options for dogs. Like there are, you know, we, we use, like I say, we use food for positive reinforcement training all the time. And, you know, you guys are giving us options to actually keep the training as healthy as possible. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, I think more so for me as well, it's been hard with Cooper having him with tummy issues his whole life. So finding that right balance in the treats that I can give snacks, I can give him um, even diet-wise, it's been oh, an, yeah, a mission to get him on the right track. So Like the poor thing, he's been in hospital, there's been changes in diet multiple times. Like yeah. It, it, it's, yeah, it's just trying to find the best thing for him. Yeah. And it's just yeah. really hard, like with the conversations we were having before, just finding, you know, the diet that suits him. I know... You know, particular diets are great for for their reasons, but sometimes it's just what's good for your dog. So I think for me, with Cooper, I know what's good for him and has settled his stomach and um, he loves all the treats. He's not fussy, so I'm blessed in that sense. Having a Moodle, sometimes that can be quite tricky because they're fussy, <laughs> but he's not. He eats absolutely everything. Uh, oh, yeah. Even, Even those meat shouldn't. absorption pads yeah. rushed him off to the animal referral hospital oh, no. on the weekend, induced vomiting and had um, foil wrapping in there from cheese. Yep. So he just went through the rubbish yep. and pulled out everything he could. Anyway. It's just it's interesting though, isn't it, like to, to kind of, you know, we would have thought, okay, he's not a scavenger, like he's not one of those dogs and yet you've just got to really um, know that, okay, if they are, you know, now – 
Denise not leave not rubbish leave on the rubbish. floor. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, keep the bin up and away. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess, you know, for us, you know, we, we're very, um, you know, trying to be as natural as possible with our food, um, obviously with the snacks that we make, but also, you know, what we give our own dogs. So, um, yeah, so we, we, you know, with kibble, like, I, you know, we, it's, yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, I know where I stand on kibble. Like, I, yeah. wouldn't, I just wouldn't put it in my dog. Like, the shelf life of most of it is, like, 30 years. Yeah. Um, and that's not food. No, yeah. no. Um, but we've just, I think, yeah, and I, I think, though, it, it's about being aware of um, what you're giving your dog and, and what suits your dog. So, I mean, for, for Cooper, he needs a bit of a balance of kibble with fresh food. Like, it's because, I mean, and, and there's a, unfortunately, there's a lot of guilt associated with that, which, I mean, we, we don't want people to feel guilty that they have to feed their dog kibble for one reason or another. It, it's if, if obviously... Um, if there's better options out there and your dog tolerates it, fantastic. But, you know, if if, if it's medically necessary that yeah. they take it, then there's no guilt in that. You're still doing the best by your dog because there's no point putting him on, say, a fully raw diet and then he's vomiting because he can't tolerate it. Like there's, you know, yeah, I think we definitely we need to get away from the the sense of guilt for giving our dogs certain things. Um, there shouldn't be guilt. There should just be education and um, we just do the best we can, you know. It's the um, same with affordability as well. Absolutely. You know, there's mm. certain situations that, you know, somebody's going to be able to afford a certain diet for their dog and there shouldn't be any guilt with that either. Like yeah. they're doing the best they can. Yeah, absolutely. I've been in that position myself many, 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 many times. Yeah. And, you know, you just do what you can uh, at the time. And um, I'm fortunate enough now to be able to give... What, you know, a, an amazing food to my dog. Um, but I probably wouldn't be able to do afford to do that on my wage if I didn't have the working relationship with them. Mm. So, you know, I'm lucky in that regard. So, yeah, like you say, the guilt, I think there's so much guilt when it comes to dog ownership, whether it comes yeah. to food, whether it comes to time spent with them, you know, um, and there's a lot of, you know, misinformation out there and conflicting information out there that just leaves people confused and ultimately just feeling a little bit guilty about something they only brought into yeah. their life to, to bring pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. And I know with, like, they, I've read some um, studies that say even reducing your kibble um, and, you know, by like a quarter or a third, like it can um, still increase you know, longevity, decreased risk of cancer. So even, you know, if um, affordability-wise you can only give kibble or, um, you know, as long as, you know, put in a few extra fresh veggies in there and, and like you said, we're doing the best we can and there should be no, you know, no guilt associated with that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your passion for rescue groups. Yeah, so um, Denise was always actually the most um, dog-animal-friendly um, out of the two of us. Um, so she's forever finding lost dogs and picking up um, birds that have been... Turtles. Know, turtle, yep, yep. <laughs> Denise she's, is the crazy dog lady. She is, <laughs> she is. Um, but through that, we've both got a passion to to try and share um, that love um, with with other um, dogs. So there's a few rescues. Am I able to name them? Yeah, we'll do what you want. Um, so there's four rescues that, you know, we've been somehow involved with. Um, so Arctic Breed Rescue, 
Um, like we've donated a year's worth of treats to um, we uh, so I personally I foster um, for Arctic breed having two huskies of my own um, we've fostered a few times um, there's Denise at Paul's we've donated um, to them Rescue Hub um, I've actually gone out and um, helped at the kennels with them um, and also just uh, Life of Pikelet. So uh, we know Callie and, and she does amazing work with her with her fosters. And, um, yeah, so we just really want to encourage people to, to um, you know, if possible, open up your homes to fostering a dog. There's really so many dogs that need um, love and attention. And, um, I mean, Ian, probably from your point of view, that behaviourally, um, you know, you wouldn't see much change in kennels. It's really about bringing them home what do you think oh, i'm lucky enough i work with i love working with rescue um i've got a good really good working relationship with uh sydney dogs and cats home and okay. uh, we do a lot of their what well, do their foster care training oh awesome um so yeah i've seen firsthand like how you know helping people get the dogs out of that kennel environment and into even if it's a foster home like yours um can just change that dog's behavior and set it up for a win in the future so yeah i think um you know any any sort of help that those guys can get is going to be for the better, like greater good, because they're, they're stretched, and there's so many rescue dogs in yeah. this country, and not enough, um, frankly, not enough homes for yeah. them to go yeah. in. Um, and so the people that are volunteering their time to look after these dogs in need really do. They can they'll take all the help they can get because they really do need it. Yeah. They're not being, yeah, it's a pretty selfless act. And that's pretty, really cool what you guys are doing in for, with the Doggy Bakery, Sydney. Um, it's so cool just to see, you know, just a, a few donations that go a long, 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 long way. Because um, they've got to feed those dogs. They've got to, you know, they're, they're, yeah. in, they're in the home and they've taken them on. But it's not a cheap thing, as you know, like Arctic breeds are probably... I've never had one, but Christ, I imagine they get through some food. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and, you know, $150 grooms, I'm not sure if that's kind of, you know, like just washes for a Samoyed. Huskies, you don't need to wash your groom. I used much, to but... work in a groomer and we used to get this uh, Malamute come in. And honestly, it yeah. was amazing because like It takes a hair, good two hours. It was, it was intense. Yeah. Like yeah. you wash him and the groomer would actually do the cutting and then I, it was my job to wash him at the start and then dry him at the end and or like dry him before him. Oh. Um, and honestly, like there would be hair yeah, everywhere for days. Yeah. Snowing. Yeah. Find it on your clothes. Yeah. My friend had a husky and she had so much fur everywhere that she was starting to collect it to make pillows out of them. Wow. <laughs> We've considered that. We, we could, we just brushed so them last much. night and it, yeah, just clumps of it. She showed me. I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, there's so much hair. And, and um, they're big dogs too. So they're, you know, 30 kilo dogs. Um, they generally don't have a particularly huge appetite, but um, but yeah, they, they do obviously need a lot of food. And we just, um, you don't, you know, so, you know, we just want to encourage people if you can, you know, get, um, start relationships with rescue groups, see if you can foster, because unfortunately, like I know um, Arctic Breed, we have to send dogs out of the city because there's no foster homes for them here. And, and that's just heartbreaking. So, and, you know, and that's just for kind of one type of breed, let alone, you know, all the other, you know, rescues that are um, about. So just, yeah, find a, a rescue if you can. Um, you don't have to donate money all the time. If you've got a, um, if you've got some time or, you know, just, you know, once in a while, if they need a transport from here to there and you're available, just, you know, every, you know, every little bit helps. 
Yeah, blankets as well. Mm. I find that, that some people, they ask for donating blankets yeah. too. Yeah. Well, so. because they go through them so quickly, yeah. especially outdoor kennels. They, you know, they might need, you know, two, two blankets per dog and, you know, lots of washing to do. So, yeah, definitely um, just anything to really help dogs and, and give them the best possible future. So, yeah, getting them... Um, you know, in a foster home, teach them behaviours that gives them the best possible outcome so the family can, you know, bond with them. And because sadly, you know, I was at Rescue Hub a, a month or so ago and there was a guy bringing back a dog after two days. And, you know, but if, if they'd been educated, if, you know, if they'd had the contacts with um, dog behaviourists, then perhaps there wouldn't be a need to return the dog. And imagine what that does to the dog, you know, yeah. here, there, everywhere. It's not fair for them. So... You know, really, I think we as a society really need to smarten up and um, really do our research, know how to, um, you know, look after them well, behaviourally or food-wise and, and seek help when we need it. Like, you know, Ian's, you know, prime example, we can, you know, access those types of services. Yeah, I think it comes back down to education. Like we said at the start, the more education we have where people are actually even just aware um, that dogs... Uh, behavior is driven by how they feel it sounds so common sense when you say it out loud but just making them feel better drives like much more socially appropriate behavior look after them but it's the same with humans exactly yeah so if you're mentally not right then unfortunately you won't function (laughs) yeah Yeah. so exactly that and same and it goes you said it uh earlier and comes back down to what you put in your gut as well you know if you get that right We've had guests on in the past. We're talking about gut health and mental health and the relationship. And it, it's a consistent, you know, anybody that actually knows and has looked into it, they know that there's a relationship there. So get the, get the gut right. And, you know, your, your product is so helpful in that for, you know, you said it yourself, uh, how there's no preservatives. It's just nothing but health in there. Um, can go a long way to just helping that dog settle down and become comfortable wherever it may be not to mention the dogs love it (laughs) (laughs) i think that's something we actually haven't even said yet but you know the the dogs will tell the difference they'll go and smell out uh your snacks over over something that's full of preservatives straight away every single time unless they're addicted to maccas (laughs) (laughs) that'll last you eight years yeah Yeah. (laughs) i know oh my god So we have um, a range of products fit for different purposes Um, and that's based on, I guess, me having a small dog, Kylie having two big dogs. So we kind of wanted to find things that would cater uh, big and small. So, uh, for instance, if you've got a small dog or training them uh, using food, we've got some puppy trainers um, available as well as um, some small size turkey and kale, um, maybe about the size of a five cent piece coin. Yeah, yeah. yeah so just something that's um, going to get that training. Make it nice and easy for them. Yeah, yeah. easy to carry around, easy to, to chew, and yeah. um, so you know it's not taking them a long time. They can still associate the behaviour with the treat. Um, it's high value. It's not, um, you know, it's obviously a lot healthier than than kibble, and it won't dirty your pocket. No, <laughs> yeah, that's really the really worst bit in your pocket. Yeah. yeah, smelly chicken. Um, <laughs> also, <my> <laughs> <laughs> this is a clean hoodie, and there's crumbs in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's what happened when we were training Kiva. I found little crumbs like for like yeah. a year after. Um, also, like I guess we want to also educate people on um, so carob and yogurt that we have. So because they are also quite small, people do like them to use them for training. We uh, so we get a special kind has no added sugar in there like the ones that you would buy from the store. Yeah. Um, it's good. At the pet shops, you know, first ingredient usually when you look at them is sugar, uh, whereas ours don't actually have any sugar in them, but they just the naturally occurring sugars with the milk solids. So, um, but just be mindful if you're treating dogs with carob and yogurt, it can um, upset their tummy if they're a little bit kind of... Um, Same with any other treat though. Like, yeah. you know, you put too much of it in the body, it's going to... Come out. Yep. <laughs> Often in um, runny forms. Yeah. 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 Like liver treats is pretty famous for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So much salt in there. Mm, yeah. yeah. Delicious. Yeah, there really are like the full range of products um, available and they're all really healthy. And, you know, we've said it already. You know, we love, we love anything that's going to really give people an option, a healthy option for their dog. So we really love what you, you guys do. And um, we're really grateful for you guys coming into the studio today. And you guys have uh, created a special discount code available to our listeners. Um, you can get that online for the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for doing that. I'm sure everybody will be very appreciative. Thank you. And thank you. Um, <laughs> remember, folks, a healthy dog's a happy dog. Woo! And that was the pod. The healthy 